At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. Conan, Dennis Dick is here having some camera issues. Hey, we got him back working. All right. Uh, fast market, fast morning, a lot to get to on today's show. Here, I'll just take Dennis off while he gets his camera set. Um, we, we, we're going to just try to put yesterday into context for you uh, just and just try to put some thoughts down and try to make sense of it all. A uh, lot to get to uh, on our show. It really is the only thing that matters. Uh, a couple of guests joining us today. Our first guest is Marcus Heitkaller, founder of Rockwell Trading. He will help us make sense of this all at 830 and then Jason Raznick will join us after that at, at around 8.40, 8.45 or so. I, I want to remind you all that today's show is also sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. That has never been truer than, than right now, I would say. Uh, to learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. The link is up on the screen there. Um, hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Like us on Facebook. Joel. What's going on this morning in the overnight session? Well, here let me uh, let me fasten my seatbelt here, and because that's where it's going to be, folks, uh, for quite some time. So tune in to pre-market prep here, and uh, we'll do our best under these extraordinary market <laughs> conditions. Uh, we just got crazy volica- uh, volatility, and boom! Right on that eight o'clock number, we had a little bit of a fa- uh, a little bit of a washout. Um, pre-market high is 77 and a quarter. That close at 79, man. That's looking like a real big number on the upside. Pre-market low, 2150. Ah, that's not a bad number. I hope we hold it, but your real numbers are down at the lows from Wednesday and Thursday. Let's split them, call them 3705. Uh crude up 28 cents at uh 56 uh no 5262. Gold catching a bid. Got to have those hard assets in your portfolio. Up twenty eight thirty at eighteen sixty nine fifty. Silver up a buck fifty five at twenty seven forty seven. And Bitcoin knocking on the door five thousand one hundred twenty dollars. That's how much it's up at thirty seven thousand nine hundred. Taking a look at that Bitcoin chart. And before we bring in Triple D, I just for all the listeners out there, 
I want to give credit. Who who came up with the volatile puppy? Who who caught that clip and put it on the intro to the show? Was that Dylan Wittenberg that uh, did me. that? I did that. That was you. I did that. Really? I, that was like four years ago. Actually, somebody. I'm did, sorry, Spencer. So, so someone someone did say that maybe it's time for a new intro. I think they might be right. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, uh, don't but. dare change that now, because this whole market <laughs> is a volatile puppy. Everything yeah. is a volatile puppy. Why would you change that? I mean, this is okay. this is the new normal, folks. This is what we're going to be dealing with until further notice. So, let's see. Is uh, Triple D still lurking? I'm here. Is my camera now? working? I got a new camera. I haven't fully adjusted it yet. Um, is this what you say? Yeah, your, your camera just 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 switch switch your mic settings back to your headset because your your mic your audio settings got gusted. All right, how do I do that? Be good to go. <laughs> yeah, just on the stream. Uh, just on the stream. You're on the bottom there. There's that. There's the little cam mic audio. Yeah, there you go. We're gonna go to because it's my webcam picking it up. We're gonna go to my headset on the mic. Yep. Headset mic. There we go. Look at that. Can you hear me now? I had to bring the mic volume. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Right, we hear you loud, uh, Triple D. Nice, nice do. Nice do. And this is what it looks like when you don't shower for two days and you just trade nonstop. So, <laughs> yeah. hey. parent from a lockdown community in Ontario. So, I mean, it's a different world we're living in, and it's a different trading world we're living in overnight. And I know they're out there and people are like, let's break these hedge funds. You know, we're going to, you know, change Wall Street and take it over. And I got bad news, bad news, because I will tell you right now, the hedge funds have already adjusted. It took the algorithmic traders about two days. To Reprogram. Environment. About two days. Yeah, they yep. got programmers in there. They got to adjust. But. You're not going to break Citadel. You're not going to break Virtue Financial. You're not going to break, you know, point uh, seventy two. You're not going to break all these hedge funds. They all adjust. They just adjust. So they got to get out of what they were currently in. And you, you know, Melvin Capital maybe broke them. You know, maybe there's some victims here, but the ones that aren't victims have already adjusted. So what does that mean? It means the game changed. The game has completely changed. Fundamental analysis is officially dead until further notice. Oh, I'm killing it today. I'm bearing fundamental analysis today, officially dead. What matters now is the story and hype. And it's a sad market that we've come to this. But I mean, all I see is a bunch of mini pump and dumps throughout Twitter, a bazillion Twitter accounts where they buy the stock. This is what they do. They go buy the stock. They get 100,000 followers. They buy the stock, pump it out to their 100,000 followers, say, this is the next one. And then the 100,000 followers jump on, yeah, 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 let's grab it, grab it, grab it. And, you know, the early people in the pump and dumps um, obviously make money. The later people lose money. Um, this is what the market's become. It's become a bunch of pump and dumps. Even on these Reddit threads, it's been on Twitter, it's everywhere. It's sad because, you know, I've got the CFA background. I like, you know, stocks to be valued for what they're worth. And that is dead. That's dead right now. And... What does this all mean? So going back to my original thing with the hedge funds, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on all this, but you, you talk about, you know, shorting stocks and how it's evil. And, you know, I've Elon Musk yesterday tweeting out that, you know, you can't, you know, he can't sell cars that you don't own. He can't sell houses that you don't own. Why can you sell stocks that you don't own? Well, Elon Musk, what do you do? You sell cars way before you take pre-orders. You sell cars way before you've made those cars. So, I mean, here's, you know, a ridiculous example of, you know, well, yeah. And what he's like, what purpose does that serve? 
I will give you to you in one word, liquidity. The shorts are the ones that provide liquidity to this market. They are your market makers. They are out there. Your S&P small and mid caps already had liquidity problems. Those liquidity problems have expanded exponentially now. And that's why you see these absolutely crazy moves. So if you want ridiculous volatility, you want to see the VIX at 100, you're going to get it. 200. You're going to get it. You're going to get it because this is the new game. So, but you're not breaking new hedge funds. They've changed the games. When you watch the trading action in GME, and maybe you should bring it up, you think that's retail traders moving the Absolutely stock? Absolutely right? not. I said that. No you way. said it yesterday. This is algorithmic trading. This is already the prop firms that are all over this. They're all over this new pricing, you know, and, you know, they're all over new trades. And I mean, we do some algorithmic trading. I, I tend to think like I like to throw some funnies. I like to have some analysis. That's why I find this really sad. But I got to trade the market that's given to me. And I can't worry about what the fundamentals anymore. I don't give a crap about the earnings report. And what matters is just, you know, the story and what the story, if there's a hot story, the stock goes. And, you know, if there's if the earnings report, if they deem it hot, it might go too. But, you know, I've got a whole list of Reddit stocks now. Like, and, you know, that short squeeze stocks, you know, that, you know, we obviously know all that list. We can see them online. You can pick it. But when you see GameStop ripping higher, there's relationships here all of a sudden, new relationships. And I know if GameStop, GameStop starts ripping, I got to buy AMC. I got to buy Express. I got to buy BlackBerry. I got to buy, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond. I got to buy Tootsie Roll for whatever, you know, because it's got a short interest. I got to buy AG. All these stocks are moving together. So new relationships have formed that have absolutely nothing to do with fundamentals. All has to do with market mechanics. So I know everybody doesn't, you know, want to see, you know, like, you know, everybody wants to break the hedge funds. They don't want to see the hedge funds making money. They will make more money in this market than they ever have before. That is my prediction. You will can, see can, more can wealth transfer. Can, can I ask a question? Because yeah. it, it would seem like, and this is this is people in the chat are saying this, and uh, so I'm I'm, I'm probably re reflecting them, but also from my own curiosity, how is what's happening the last few days uh, really any any different than the institutional side of the market? You know, going on TV or or the or the analysts putting out a buy rating, right? To to, to, to pump up their stock. How, how is that any different? It's all the same thing. The whole market has become a pump and dump. I mean, you can go right back That's to the exactly. Fed. That's the Spiking difference. the Kool-Aid. You know, there it's all a pump there as well. Yeah. Pump the markets up. I mean, the whole market has become one big pump and dump. And everybody, you know, oh, yeah, talk about my stock. I want to talk about my stock. Maybe it'll go higher. I mean, this is just stupid. I hate this. I absolutely hate this. That's why I don't even want to talk small caps. You know, I, I know I can comfortably talk Spy and Apple and Amazon yep, because we have stocks. no effect on those stocks. Absolutely not. I don't want to talk a small cap stock right now. I don't even want to talk when I have them because I don't want to benefit from, you know, oh, I buy a stock and then I talk about a pre-market prep and it could go higher. I don't want to do that. I don't like that. Amen. I don't want and, – and there's so many people that are living in businesses. There's people getting rich, making millions doing this right now from these Twitter accounts. These Twitter accounts that have like 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 followers, I'm not going to name them, but you know a few of them out there. And if you think that they're just doing this just to help the, the better good, they are doing it. They're buying the stocks. They load up. This is how pump and dump works. They load up the stock. Nothing new. Load it up. Load it up. And then they get the thesis. And I mean, Citron is really the same thing. I mean, to a certain extent, that's the same thing. They load up the short. 
put the negative report on there and yep. then hope that tanks the stock. I mean, it's all just become a game. It's all become a, a, an evil game. You know, it's really evil, you know, that, you know, you're intentionally trying to move price. It's really evil. And, it, you know, it's something that has always existed in the market. It I was agree. In the 90s, it was the newsletters. You know, you get these email newsletter blasts. Oh, this is the stock. They're going to come out with a new recommendation, these pump and dumps. Now it's just like quick because people are doing it on Twitter. And the Reddit forums. The flow of communication. And the Reddit forums. They do it everywhere. I mean, I don't know how they crack down on it, though. I don't know how you bring it back in. Uh, but what I do know is because, you know, we've attacked, you know, short interest and this is the, what, you know, the market has done is that the, SM, the, the, the liquidity on the small caps and the mid caps is going to be reduced substantially going forward because it's shorts that provide that liquidity. I don't short any mid caps right now. Very few because and, and this is new this week. Like I would short mid caps. I'd short if something was going up like crazy, you know, like on a ridiculous thing. I'm like, that's stupid. That'll come back in tomorrow. You can't do it now because you might just have what was the stock you said this morning, Joel? Mario Siebert. S I E B. You might just have another S I. This is the, the the flavor of the day. Yep. Probably somebody pumped it out there. I don't know the story. It's probably some pump and dump thing going on somewhere. Traded thirty four thousand shares yesterday. Traded thirty four thousand shares yesterday. This is the flavor of the day. So I just want to jump in and clarify something that, you know, everyone in the chat's all, all, all pissed about what Dennis is saying. His main his underlying point is that eventually the little, the little guy will lose. That's yes. the point. Yes. That's his point. It is not that the little guy is going to win this. Everyone knows, it's not a secret, that Wall Street has different rules for different people. This is, a, this yep. is the way it's always been, Okay. It's, it's great. We talked about this yesterday, the, the day before. It's great that there is some transfer of wealth from hedge funds to retail. That's awesome. But what's going to happen eventually, That's this is his point. What's going to happen eventually is the little guy will lose because that's that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. It's The little guy is having their moment. Retail is having a moment. But I'm the, longer the, chaos, how they the, the longer the chaos goes on, the longer the chaos goes on, more likelihood that they're going to lose and the more they're, they're going to lose. And that's his point. Okay. So all you people are saying, Oh, Den- Dennis get lost. He's, he's not saying that, that the system wasn't rigged before everyone knows it was, he's saying yeah, that the rigged, longer this always. goes on. Yes. He's saying the longer this goes on, the more it's going to hurt on the back end. And who's it going to hurt for? Not the head funds. Cause they win this game. That's how it goes. That's what he's saying. People don't know my background either. I mean, people are saying, oh, you're on Citadel's side. Do you want to know, for the last 10 years, I have advocated against payment for order flow. I have been to the Ah. SEC four times. I have participated in 2016 on the SEC um, advisory. I went and and met with the and I actually got on there and I showed how payment for order flow hurt the little guy. I showed how price improvement is just a, a, a drinking the Kool-Aid again. I've shown all this stuff. I've tried to fight payment for order flow for a decade. So I am not on Citadel's side. I'm on the exact opposite side. I've done more than anyone else probably in that Weren't chat. Weren't you in right an now, SEC hearing? SEC? I've, been, I've worked at the CFA Institute for six years. I did two studies on 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 looking you know at, at at market mechanics and looking at you know price improvement and looking at you know reduced liquidity due to payment for order flow mechanisms i've i've, I've looked at all that we've looked at all that stuff 
Um, you know, like I'm not on Citadel's side, you know, and just Google me and go, you know, if you want, I tweeted it out yesterday and go look at my Twitter account. I wrote an eight page report and that I gave to the SEC on why payment forwarder flow needs to be brought in. And, you know, so just going about, let's say, oh, yeah, let's just, you know, make stocks go crazy and break the shorts and we'll break them that way. This isn't the way to go about it. So if you just wanted to trade stocks and you want to just go crazy, you want to do stuff, that's cool. But don't act like it's a crusade to, you know, change the way the rigged markets are rigged because this is rigging them more. These actions are rigging the markets more and the whole game has changed. And now we've reduced liquidity on all the small and mid caps. You're going to see volatility continue to explode. And this is what we what we we get. I mean, so I'm not blaming anyone for this. The whole system was rigged. If you want to go back to the blame, in the beginning, it probably is the Fed. The Fed's probably yeah, the blame. Yeah, I know. I, go farther. I, Dennis, I, I mean, we both yesterday when we were on the pre-pre-market show, uh, you know, we were just, we were like devastated. Like the market structure, I mean, you got to adjust your trading strategies and stuff. But what is going on is just... Like you said, you, it's just something that's never happened before. I don't know when how it's going to change or when it's going to change, but you know, if there eventually is going to flow down more costs for the in- institutional investors oh, and yeah. the guys with the pension funds and the guys with the four hundred one ks, they're the ones that are going to eventually feel the brunt of this, especially if it mm-hmm. if the entire market caves in because of this. Oh, it could. I mean, we've redu- we're going to reduce liquidity. It's the small mid caps are the liquidity is going to go away substantially, and that's because I, I make hundreds of short trades a day, hundreds. You know, sometimes you know maybe not all days, but a lot of days I'm making hundreds of short trades. What do I do? You know, I'm getting on the bid right away. I'm trying to scalp spreads. I'm trying to you know play you know, and obviously market makers are doing the same thing. We can't do that in GameStop now. So there's no liquidity out there because there's no market making activities. There's some algorithms that are driving price and bouncing around, but there's no, you know, cr- you know, market makers that are coming in providing a nice orderly market. You can't, you get run over. So you're eliminating that aspect of the market. You're, the, the market makers are the people who provide the liquidity to allow the institutions to get in and out of trades. So you just destroyed liquidity was already low in some of the small mid caps to begin with, but you just destroyed it. So, I, I mean, this is the market that's given. So I'm not going to complain and say, oh, I'm going to lose money. I'm not talking my book here. I will tell you, I in all likelihood am going to make more money because of this. And your prop traders are probably going to make more money because of this. Because my P&L is not linked to market going up or down. It's linked to volatility. volatility yep. And if volatility increases, prop traders, hedge funds make more money. That money... Um, you know, and who loses is the pension funds, which you're saying, the people who have to, you know, have to make big trades and move price around with big stocks because the price impact from those orders coming to the market increases as liquidity is reduced. So it hits the pension funds on the bottom line because they're not going to get as good a price as they would if the liquidity was higher in the markets. It's shorts that provide that liquidity. Elon Musk, read a trading book before throwing out a nonsensical tweet that you know obviously you did last night and get everybody you know wound up shorts provide liquidity to the market the reason that the market was tanking back during the financial crisis and and the financial started to go down was because he had no shorts in there in those three weeks and you saw the financial stuff back 
to buy yeah, stuff back. Yeah, to buy back. stuff back because here's here's the honest truth. Only when a stock is going straight down, do you want to know the first person to buy the stock? Nobody's got the guts to step in and catch the falling knife when a stock is crashing. You know short, who it is? The shorts. A, a, a short covering their position. They're always the first buyer. They stop the crash because they're like short. So they're making money on this. So they're actually the first ones to come in and then their bids bring more bids. Liquidity, get more liquidity, more liquidity. Take all the shorts out of it and you just have ball, you know, just have you know stocks going wherever the hell they want to go. You have increased, you know, price impact. You have a lot of losers here. So, but the losers are not the prop firms. The losers are not the hedge funds. The hedge funds will adjust and they've probably already adjusted. And the algorithmic traders like Citadel have already adjusted. Did they get hammered a little bit on this initial move? Probably. But you know what? These are smart people, some of the smartest people, and they adjust very quickly. One other you know, thing, too, they're going to make more money because Spencer of this. mentioned about uh, the free commissions. That only, you know, in the payment, that only increased the payment for order flow. And they're. Well, that's advantage. how they make the money. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to understand payment for order flow, you know, I can give you a quick market structure lesson because it sounds like we're talking about it. But what happens is when you're at Robinhood is they're not made, they can do free commissions because they sell your orders. They literally take your order and they send it to a, 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 um, an off exchange market maker like Citadel. Citadel is the majority of your order flow. I think it's 80% of orders go there. So they take you when you send your order, it doesn't go directly into the market. It first goes to Citadel. Their algorithm will then decide whether they want to take the other side of that order or not. If they think your order is on the wrong side of the market, they execute directly against it and put it on their trading book. If they think your order is on the right side of the market, then they let it go through. Like if they, they think you're informed, they let that order go through to the exchange. So what they basically do is they cherry pick um, what you know is good and what is bad order flow. And what it does is makes the overall market more toxic. I've argued these points for years to the regulators, but everybody wants free commissions. So that's you know that the the, the exchange is if you if you you know get rid of payment for order flow, you got to get rid of the free commissions. That's a strong argument on the other side of it. I think it makes the market structure more sloppy, and I think um you know it reduces liquidity. I think there's a lot of other issues with it, but. With, and I think that's a big reason why the small caps and mid caps don't have a lot of liquidity to begin with. But it's a strong argument on the other side. Everybody wants free commissions. They want to trade for free. You can't do it without payment for order flow. So, I mean, that's that's the, the, the case right there. That's both sides of the argument. And I think yesterday also we all learned a lesson in the downside of the free trading mo model. And especially if you're Robinhood and you also do your own clearing, right? Because uh, they, they, they literally had to this is what the the platform said this is what weeble said Robinhood came out and said it but they were a little bit less direct uh i wish i wish more platforms would have come out and said and been as transparent uh or as as weeble was but they said literally we we couldn't tr we, we couldn't provide buying access because the the regulatory structure of these clearing firms uh and and the the nature of of clearing and custodianship on on, on in markets right and so yeah. Robinhood literally had to raise money last night they had to raise money to cover the two-day settlement because the exactly because the margin exactly. requirements the on the on the settlements that uh yeah. went went through the roof and they did not have the money so clearly we have some kind of a regulatory screw-up right happening right now and you know we, we've all been sort of I've been wondering sort of for years is is you know that what I are the like. what, what are I the un, like. what are the unintended consequences of 
of free trading because it, it is it is an, an amazing thing that, that Robinhood did. They they created free trading. They got rid of commissions, which is awesome. But yeah. everything has has unintended consequences, and this this appears to have been that. So, what are the takeaways? I I don't know. I, I wish more platforms would have would have come out and said rather than say, oh, yeah, we're 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 um. Uh, blocking or we're restricting buying access to to these stocks. I would have loved if they have said, if they would have told us why. No, no one really said why yesterday outside of Weeble. If they, if they'd come out and said, look, we 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 don't have the money for this. We we, we literally don't have the money uh, to provide the the clearing firms for 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 the T plus two settlement. I mean, that would have I I think maybe gone, gone a long way in in in. And at least clearing some confusion, but yeah. what, what what we appear to have had is is a a hole in the regulatory system, a regulatory screw up. Uh, so yeah, I do think there will be congressional hearings about this because the, the system screwed up, the system messed up. Okay, that's what happened, and it, it, it's there are a lot of parties to blame. I'm not absolving Robinhood. Okay, um, but. A lot of people screwed up yesterday. The, the I mean, system, the Fed. You can go all the way up to the Fed. The, I mean, the, you know, yes, you can. Yeah. The, the yeah. system. The system is the problem. I think we all agree the system is the problem here. Um, and so uh, we all got a crash course yesterday in sort of the unintended consequences of free trading when volume gets to that critical mass. I think. I think that's what happened yesterday. And I don't know what the what the, what the long term solution is probably more regulation but i again i don't know i think more um, regulation is coming i think they're going to try to bring in some of the pump and dumps out there too because this just seems out of hand where you got a twitter account you know moving stocks two three four hundred percent like different twitter accounts with these couple hundred thousand followers it's just that they're everywhere so it's not just reddit i mean it's everywhere right now yeah um you know it, it's it's tough i mean this has always been a problem with the markets pump and dumps i mean like i said this was a 90s email thing when the email was cool and they email they get these email lists and they said oh here's the hot stock tip and they so they buy the stock you know and you know put a whole pile of money in it then they send out a blast email to like 50 million emails they hope you know they hope a couple thousand people buy it and it moves the price higher so i mean this you know, it's terrible you know it's evil it's evil well with the newsletters they used to a lot of them used to come out like uh well you, you know they not always have uh email right so they would mail them out so the people got them on sunday yeah yeah and they could accumulate the stock the whole so week. They even before email getting them in mail right i mean this is the same thing these have always, always existed i mean Bal- balfort was on cnn yesterday and he said this is just a pump <laughs> and dump and yeah. it's right i mean he's right and who knows more about pump and dump than belfort nobody. <laughs> nobody nobody knows more nobody he's like this is a this is just a, you know pump Dennis, and dump. do you have any solutions do you have like no there's none they, they broke it i mean everything is right now broken so i mean regulators are going to look at the financial transaction tax say we got to curb in the speculation that sucks for everyone because that just does more damage so i hope that doesn't get through but it has more of a chance getting through now that this has happened um you know there's the, the, the you just have to adjust to the new environment i mean right now fundamental analysis is dead until further notice so i don't know what brings it back in Maybe they put curbs on what can be said publicly, but there's such a fine line. What's freedom of speech? I mean, we like to come on this show and give our opinions on stocks, Joel. You know, yeah, can we not we give do. our opinions anymore on stocks? I mean, so there's a fine line there. You know, we obviously are careful. And we have to disclose when we own, the, you know, the positions. But for the most part, you know, we try to talk mega caps. We try to stick into the bigger stuff because we know that we're not affecting price or anything on that. Um, you know, we so try to be careful. If, you think about, if I can, I'm tr- if I can try to. Uh... Know, rephrase why Dennis and Joel are are fired up the way they are today. Think of the market as, as a scale. On the one end, you've got 
fundamental analysis, discounted cash flow, value investing, right? That can drive price. On the other hand, you have a um, uh, the, 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 the buy, a buying and selling imbalance, right? Imbalances of buyers and sellers, and that drives supply and demand, right? Now, at some, sometimes the scales, sometimes value investing is, is big and, and fundamental analysis matters. And sometimes it's really all about just supply and demand and value investing takes a backseat. Right now, it's gone like this, okay? Value Tipping investing, fundamental, fundamental analysis means, it, it's, not that, it's not like it means less, it means nothing. It means yeah. nothing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the, the scale is at tips so far in the favor of this is just pure supply and demand mechanics at work. It's got nothing at all to do with business. And, and that's part of the equation. Sometimes it's, it's a little bit like this. And sometimes fundamental analysis, that's why we look at earnings because it, it does matter. But right now it's just the other way completely. It means nothing. Earnings mean nothing. nothing. And I think that's why a lot of people are fired up this morning. And this week, because the imbalance has gotten so out of whack that it, it's really what's driving price. It is all supply, demand, buyer, sell, imbalances. That's what it is. Can I, I want to bring something in, too. Go, uh, go. We just haven't talked about it at all. But I think a lot of this has been accelerated by the pandemic. You sure, know, of course. People, of course. You of know, course. People, I mean, the on, people online you know, doing things, learning about the markets, the retail trader. I mean, I think, you know, I'm not, and I'm not saying when the pandemic's over that this is going to go over, but I think, I think you have a lot of different circumstances here that are going, and this may be happening anyways, if we didn't have the pandemic, yeah. but now you have more people, you know, tuned into this. And unfortunately you got more mischievous people. That are yes. taking advantage yes. of it, yes. and that and that is so. Anybody that's like disagreeing what you know, or what we're saying, we you know, we're we're looking out like for everybody. We're not looking out for the hedge funds. We're not looking out for Citadel. We're not looking out for the pump and dumbers. We're we're looking out. We're just trying to give you the information based on our collective years in the markets and investing in the markets and. Sometimes we've been right, sometimes we've been wrong, but we're just trying to assess a situation, give you a perspective, and if you don't like it, then you don't have to listen, and you don't have to be in our chat. I mean, it's fine. Go listen. You don't I mean, there's people to. who just want to fight. There's obviously I that's, mean, a, that's the one thing about being anonymous in a chat. Is I'm not yeah. anonymous. I'm here. I'm oh, giving you my can opinion. be a bully. Oh yeah, you can be. Oh, a you can be a bully when you're anonymous. Yeah. You can hide behind an I, anonymous I, thing and say I, nasty I, things to me and say nasty things about you know Andrew Left's family. I mean, like Andrew Left or don't like Andrew Left. Yeah, you know, was he running? You know. Uh, uh, like a pump and dump thing it is it's like that as well it's, an, it's just an alternative you know where you get on the things like we don't know exactly you know but he does do research and he does, does do analysis and he's giving his opinion but you know to go threaten his family on stuff I mean, like come this come on i mean this is just taking it too Send far pieces to his house Sign yeah up yeah right? you know leave your I personal lives out of this Leave the I personal wanna, lives out of this. I want to bring on uh, our guest here, Marcus Highcarter. Well, I don't and, know if Marcus and, wants to come get... on. He might be. He, this might be too <laughs> I mean, controversial. Uh, we love Marcus. You know, he, he calls me down. It's a perfect day for it's Marcus like, because his voice calms me like down. It's like yoga. I'm and I'm really yoga. wound up. 
No, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy what's happening this week, right? And I, I did a lot of videos on this because what happened yesterday, brokers restricting us from placing trades, that's baloney. I mean, yes, it's great that the system broke so that this can be fixed. Yeah, I mean... Well, I want to interrupt you, Marcus. Can... You got to huh? watch and talk to the Weeble. We had the Weeble CEO. They didn't have yep. a choice. They no, didn't I, have I, a choice. I understand. I understand. So it's not baloney. I'm going to interrupt you because this is just... An, 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 I, I believe, you know, that I don't agree with this at all. I don't think they had a choice. Paterfee said the same thing. They, they didn't communicate it well enough. This is what they did wrong. Okay. They okay. didn't communicate it well enough. They didn't communicate it well enough. But okay. you can't have, you know, all of a sudden, you know, like Paterfee was saying, we got $13 billion worth of exposure that we have to finance just in GME calls in the next two days. So he's like, where's that money got to come from? I have to raise capital right now to do that. We can't, you know, if we can't, if the other side doesn't come good, you know, it doesn't clear the trades. We can't have right. our whole brokerage going down because of a few speculators in GME. So right. that's the reason why that happened. It was right. poorly communicated by the retail brokers, and they can blame them for that. Blame them for the poor communication. But this wasn't some inside deal to try to get you know Citadel out of money. I'm not on Citadel's side or, or to get Melvin Capital out of trouble. I don't okay. believe this was an inside deal. Okay, okay. Well, let him talk. Let him let's talk. shift gears. And here's why. Uh, I mean, I have 10 minutes of airtime, and my goal is here for you, the listeners, uh, the viewers, just to show you, okay, what do I do as a trader? Because I'm trading for a living. So how do I navigate this crazy markets? Let me just share my yes. screen here really quick. Tell because, us. yes, a few, uh, let me just see, okay, like this. We should be able to see my, see my, see my screen right you. now. We're up. Okay, good. Fantastic. So, I mean, first of all, what's going on overall in the market, right? If you look at, for example, at the NASDAQ, yes, we had a, a retracement. We are down this morning. So pre-market uh, NASDAQ is down. Uh, the NASDAQ futures, what, 0.8%. Overall, we're still in a good uptrend. I mean, Spencer, you said earlier, all the fundamentals are out of the window. Yes, for certain stocks, they are. I absolutely agree. Now, I want to talk about the stocks that I'm in right now and what I'm doing here right now. So here are the stocks uh, on the right-hand side that I'm in. So GDXJ, uh, HAL, Halliburton, NEO, UIL, UAL. So I'm long these stocks, and this is what it looks like in my account, if I can show you really quickly. These are my positions here. And uh, you know what? For these stocks, for these stocks, the fundamentals are still in place. But hey, I'm a technical trader. I only look at indicators. And uh, I just want to spend three minutes here sure. and uh, help help those who are maybe new to trading of uh, say, okay, what does it take to trade for a living? Because honestly, if you jumped into GameStop and uh, you got in at the right time and you doubled, quadrupled, tripled, whatever, I don't know, whatever your account, this is great. But I want to give you some tips if that's okay with you guys, of how to sustain this in a long term. Because I see a lot of traders coming in that don't even know how to look at charts, right? <laughs> I think this is a little bit scary. So let me just share a, a few things with you that, that might be helpful of uh, the, the, three, the three pillars uh, of successful trading. And I know this sounds uh, like... Ugh. Boring, right? Boring, 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 <laughs> boring. You better stick with me because uh, this is really something that you can use right I'll away. Be, okay. Number one, you need to have a trading strategy. And this sounds so boring and complicated, and it is not. A trading strategy just, just answers three questions. And this is what to trade. Uh, it secondly says when to enter. And most importantly, and this is where I think right now, most premium have a problem, is when to exit. Because there's two ways to exit. You can either exit 
uh, with a profit, which is fantastic. That's what we all want. And the other one is with a stop loss. So when are you wrong? And you see, especially if you look at stocks like AMC, GME right now, this is where many people say right now, okay, when do I exit? It's going to the moon. I mean, this is right now what everybody says, to the moon, to a thousand. Okay, that's great. But you see, for me, for example, what I like to do here, I like, I like to take money when I make three times money that I that I risk here, right? So a, a one to three risk reward ratio. And will I leave money on the table? Yes. But for me, it is more important to have SRC profit, systematic, repeatable, and consistent. If you are catching GameStop, great. Will it continue? I mean, Triple D, you just said it. We will probably have more regulation. So these opportunities might not be back. They might, they might not. We will see. So number two, here's the other thing that I think that everybody need. It is professional tools. I mean, for me, it is a charting software. For me, it is a software that helps me to basically tell me every day what to trade, when to enter, when to exit. Now, about trading strategies, this is my third time here on the show. So in the first show, I talked about uh, the Power X strategy. It's one of the trading strategies that I use, and the other one is the wheel strategy. And... Um, I, I believe that you have my link up there, rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. This will get you to my YouTube channel where you see how I'm explaining these strategies in detail. Again, I've only 10 minutes of airtime. I think we have three or four minutes left. So let's talk about the third thing. And this is what I think is most important. And this is the right mindset. And you guys touched on this. I mean, trading is a marathon, right? On a sprint. So this is where, uh, okay, if you are having the lucky trade where right now you, you turn $10,000 into $80,000, into $100,000, great, that is good for you. But for me, ultimately, I am looking for SRC profits because at the end of the month, I have to pay bills and I cannot rely on another GameStop coming around, another AMC coming around, another SLV coming around. So this is why I'm staying away from these stocks. I mean, yeah, they, they offer right now fantastic opportunities, both to the upside and the downside. You can make a lot of money and you can lose it overnight. I've seen on the Reddit forum on Wall Street bets, how people's accounts are, are getting wiped out because they got in way too high. Anyhow, so the SRC profits is for systematic so, so so marcus what are you how you're approaching this like walk us through a trade that that you're making or, or looking at making today uh, okay so right now for example uh let me just uh, go back here to the screen so i have um so right now I have I own shares of uh, GDXJ. I bought them at 49.50. This morning it seems that they are opening pre-market at 51.95. So that's good. You see, this is where I'm probably already liquidating some shares this morning. We'll see where it opens, but uh, on this trade alone, uh, so after the open this morning, I should be up around uh, probably five six thousand dollars on this trade. And you see, this is where can GDXJ move higher? Yes, of course, it could, but I, I'm not holding on. I'm a super short-term trader because these days, if you look at the overall markets, I mean, the markets can turn around on a dime. Yeah, we are grinding higher, 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 and then we suddenly have a drop of 3%. So this is where I rather take profits quickly. So this is one of them. Halliburton, uh, we'll see. I mean, this is where here I have a strike price. I sold a put at 18.50. So if this expires, I make a lot of money. If not, uh, I will get assigned. It might be that today I'm getting assigned Halliburton. Now, overall on energy stocks, this is the thing. You see, got to see what happened here before the pandemic, if I'm zooming out a little bit. So Halliburton has been very solidly trading between $20 and $50. Got hit when crude oil prices slumped lower 
But here I saw that recently short-term support. You see, I'm, I'm look, just looking at short-term support and the indicators. I don't know about all the fundamentals of Halliburton because I agree, sometimes the fundamentals don't make sense. But for me, the indicators are telling the story. By the way, just going to GME, the way how I set up indicators, I'm using the RSI, Stochastics, and MACD. And when all of them are lining up, let me just hide the volume because it's a little bit hard to see. This is when I'm getting a green bar. So as you can see, according to the indicators, not knowing the story, not knowing the story at all, the indicators already said on January 13th, this is likely to go higher. AMC, that's the other story here. So you see here also on January 20th, on January 20th, the indicators already told me this stock is more likely to go higher. Did I trade it? No, because I'm more uh, like you, a, a big cap guy, not necessarily here, small cap or medium cap guy. Uh, so this is why I didn't trade it. But this is where I think you don't need the whole fundamental story because by the time the fundamentals are out, it's already factored in, at least for me. I'm, I'm not that smart. And you, you're so much smarter. You look at all these things. You have all this experience. This is why I appreciate watching this show here because I'm always getting like, whoa, I did not know this. Uh, but, but for me, uh, just relying on indicators makes my life so much easier. So I mean, this type of you... market, though, is built for you, Marcus, because, um, like I said, I think fundamental analysis is currently dead. So, you know, it's all about momentum story and indicators. So, I mean, this kind of market is built for the technical, for, for, for a trader that trades very technical. I mean, and, and, and sometimes, obviously, it's going to do funny things. I mean, GameStop isn't really trading technically, but to a certain extent, you can always figure it out. So, you know, we appreciate, you know, different types of strategies, and I appreciate the technical traders. I love technicals as well. I tried to always incorporate a little bit of all of it right now, but I'll tell you, I'm leaning more towards your <laughs> methods now than I am to looking at fundamental F analysis and trying to yeah. figure out if this stock's going to beat earnings or not. Triple E, if I would be as smart as you and could make <laughs> sense of the fundamentals, I would probably trade fundamentals. But I, I can't piece all this information together because there's so much. For me, this is information overwhelmed. And this Market, is why, Marcus. for me, it's easier to just look at indicators because they're black and white. There's no room for interpretation. The RSI is above 50 or it's not above 50. It's below, right? I mean, it's super easy because one of the challenges for me, at least, it's a... Uh, it's analysis paralysis. I can analyze a stock as long as I want, and I can talk myself out of every single trade. That's what I did in the beginning of my trading career. I talked myself out of the best trades because there was this one thing where I said, eh, maybe this is why it's not a good idea. And this was, it was stupid. I'm not that smart. Mar Marcus, <laughs> Marcus, real, Marcus, real fast before we let you go, uh, for, for your strategies, what, what, what size account do you, do you need to recommend or, or, or how, how capital intensive is it? You see, for the Power X strategy, which is a directional strategy, uh, if you're trading stocks, $10,000. If you're trading options, $5,000. I mean, you can start with a small account and work your way up. Now, if you're doing the wheel strategy where you're selling put, I believe that these puts need to be cash secured. Never, ever with the wheel strategy sell naked puts. So therefore, it makes sense to have a $20,000 in cash Put it in a margin account that you get 40,000 in buying power and then really use it super responsibly. I mean, leverage is a double-edged sword. It can work for you as against you. Use margin responsibly. Don't over leverage yourself. So if you get assigned and if this stock would go to zero, you're still okay. That is, uh, that's why I believe that for the wheel strategy, slightly larger account for directional strategies, I mean, buy a call for a dollar. Right. And if it goes up to three dollars, <laughs> there you go. Right. I mean, you can buy uh, easily on a small account one or two calls for a dollar. 
All right, uh, Marcus Heikotter is the founder of Rockwell Trading. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. Marcus, we always appreciate your thoughts. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thanks, Marcus. All right, bringing some sanity and normalcy to what are very not normal times. Um, so JP I mean, Rasnick was, yeah. was streaming until like God knows when last night. I don't know. I went on with him like at 10 o'clock at night. You so did? I yeah, I did. I ended up going on with him about 10 to 10.30. Oh, man. Talk, right, just yeah. talking because I was wound up and I was like, he texted me. He's like, you want to come on? I was like, sure. I'm like, no, because I, I was like, I'm still awake here. I'm all wired from the from the trading day. I was like, might as well just you know come on and do a rant or two. So I ranted against Elon Musk last night with that tweet. I know, I know, Dennis, that. Dennis. I, yeah, I, I even dropped not, an f bomb on that. I show know. Too. I, you know what? I caught just a second of it, and yeah. I didn't think you were going to be doing the show with me this morning. Yeah, I, I might have got fired for that. I dropped yeah, another F bomb. I thought for sure that he was gonna. When you said F I E M, I yeah. was like, I, <laughs> I, I was like I, on that tweet. I was like, you know, that, I, I dropped I mean, the F his, word at Elon that's Musk. His so God. Like, that's he worships him. I mean, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> we, I, I love Elon Musk too, but when he's talking about shorts, you know, banning, you know, getting rid of short selling altogether, I mean. He's attack, you know. He's he's attacking market mechanics here. He's attacking something that works. So this is where I have a problem. Again, I've talked about this already. You know, everybody's got this view that shorting is evil. This is what keeps price in check. This is what provides your liquidity to your markets. This is what reduces volatility. So I mean, we're gonna find out. Let's see what the markets look like without shorting, because we'll see small mid caps. I mean, right now you can look at Rocket. You want to just see how much it's all about story. Why do you think Rocket RKT is blasting off right now? Do you think they came out with a good fundamental report, Spencer? Do you think they came out with something and, you know, like, okay, well, we've got, you know, that they're going to make more money. So why do you think RKT just blasted off? It's not because they announced this morning that they're now, they, they announced that they're announcing earnings February 25th. That's not why? No, they were just on CNBC oh. and CNBC called the short squeeze candidate. I'm joking. Yeah, okay. but that's why it's up twenty three percent. The CEO was just on CNBC and they had the headline under it: "Next short squeeze candidate with a question mark." So CNBC just literally blasted the stock off, just yep. blasted the stock off. I mean, that's what we're at now. This is the market where we're we're living. This is what it's what it is. So I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. Uh, um, it's the market that you've got to just get you know the, when the story CEO is going to come on CNBC, maybe it's going to move. I mean, it's stupid trading. It's, you know, I, I, it is what it is. It's where you're making money now. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it is. It is quite literally a stupid mindless kind, trading. It, it is a different kind of market. Um, we've had several different kind of markets in the last 12 months. Uh, but this one in particular is, is just, is just different. So, so Dennis's point uh, when he came in this morning was just, you got to adapt or die. And oh, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure he's adapting. I'm sure everyone there is adapting. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's really it. Uh, so I, you know, I, I don't know how much longer this, this continues, but, but for the time being, this is the hand that, that we're dealt. And this is how we, we you have to approach things, right? A lot um, of people like this market better. You know, they like it. And a lot of people are long rockets. So saying, what's wrong with that? Great for that. A, a lot of people like this market better. I mean, half the people in the chat are, you know, pretty giving me some pretty good hate here right now. I'm getting a lot of hate here today. I'm getting a lot of love too. So <laughs> it is what it, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to speak my opinion. I'm trying to tell you from my experience what I'm seeing. Um, it, 
anyways, I don't know. I don't know what kind of market we're in that we have to worry about who's going to, this guy's going to be on CNBC and maybe it's going to really blast off because of this, or this person's going to tweet about this stock. What are they going to tweet about next? You know, what is this, you know, Twitter account going to tweet about next? I mean, that's where we're at. I, I, I think it's fair to say that, that, that we, we can't possibly know what's going to trigger the end of this. Like I, I had no idea yesterday that, that you could, that a brokerage could even do that, that they could block people from buying. I Joel you mentioned it. And I, I said, mentioned it. And Joel was like, no. And I didn't actually <laughs> think that I didn't know that was possible. I just sort of wondered out loud. That was a great call. Whatever happens, we're not going to see it coming. Like whatever brings about the end of this, we're not going to see it coming. Whether it's, a bro- the brokerage platform is blocking people from buying, which still blows my mind to an extent, um, to someone else coming in, some other party, regulator, whomever. I don't even know what the they're regulators are doing This is, this right is news trading, and it's news trading on steroids. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's I mean, what it is. S&Ps are making a nice comeback here. Uh, we're coming back to unchanged uh, on the session here. Pre-market high, 77 and a quarter. So getting all those losses back here. Uh, what do we got? Uh, we still got 42 do, minutes. Do you, we want as well make a few market calls, and I'm going to go along with Mitch. Do you know what benefits? You said on Bitcoin. our show yesterday. Bitcoin benefits crypto, from all this. Crypto, crypto yeah. benefits from this because you know stocks no just became. Yeah, there's no fundamentals with the stocks now either. So crypto all of a sudden is like you know, and Same you know, here as, you have uh, less regulation. Apple. You have less regulation. You'll have more manipulation. It's what this market wants is less regulation and more manipulation. It seems like crypto fits that bill. I think Bitcoin. Jason Rasnick in the house. He's I awake. think Bitcoin explodes. Yeah. I, well, I think what's up? What's up, guys? What is up? Let's do this. We're here, pre-market prep. I got to say, we went 12 hours yesterday. I heard you guys talking about the chat room, giving some stuff. Ignore the noise. Ignore the haters. Then they eventually apologize and say, oh, I love you. I promise. I don't think we've seen that yet, but that's a good prediction. Oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I, I had it yesterday, Joel. My dad was listening to my mom, and some guy called me, I don't want to swear, called me an a-hole or something. And then I, I called him out. I'm like, his name was like, you know, I don't know, a weird Titan. And I'm like, weird Titan. So, so, why, so why am I that? And he's like, oh, I was just saying it because of. And then he's called like, and then I did. Okay. And then he said, sorry. He's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm new to them. I'm new to the market. Okay. And so I just, I, I focused on him for a while, you know, just to just take one of the haters and really d- dissect it. But I got to say, yesterday went live for 12 hours. Dennis Dick came on at 10.15 or something. And it was must see like TV. Even huh. that, even that Dave guy. Um, he has a really popular YouTube channel. Um, Meet Dave, I think its name is. Maybe meet something else. I don't know. But he referred a bunch of people to us. He's like you guys are off the hook. And it was going on for twelve hours yesterday. Um, yeah, I, I just watched the Rocket interview with Jay. It was the first time that I'd seen Jay Farner, the CEO, talk about not just mortgages. He talked about how they have the auto business. They have these different businesses. And then he said one thing, Dennis, that I think resonated with the the audience. He said, I want people not to forget that Dan Gilbert, him, they own 95% of the company, of Rocket. Now, guys, I own Rocket. So I'm, I'm biased on this. I own Rocket. It's one of my bigger positions, but it's a long-term position, and I don't look at it pretty much ever, um, other than I bought some in this hoopla on the short squeeze. So I just want you guys to know that. So he taught, he explained the company in a different way than I've ever seen him explain it. And I think that there was going to be a positive response from it. I, I heard you guys say it was 
train up. And I think that was it. Now, Becky did say you have a lot of shorts in the market. Yeah, that's what did it. Okay. So, and so he's like, well, so his answer to that was Dennis, I don't think you should short our stock. I think that, you know, we're going to um, be this great company. We own shares in our company and it's just going to, that's what we believe. You know, he, he had a real positive uh, approach to that one. So he just had 300,000, you know, or 300,000 or more. I don't know what the viewership on that show is in the morning, but, you know, probably a few hundred thousand people just watched that and they're all looking for the next short squeeze candidate. And Becky Quick and him just basically said, you know, yeah, this short, this is a short squeeze candidate and the stock yes. ripped on that. They they're, looking for, they're looking for what short squeezes. They only have 300,000 people on here? I don't know how many. No, you know, no, no. Dennis, Dennis, you're right. You're around, around there. Yes. Is it around there? Yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah. Um, at least that's what my numbers say. I mean, we, we had. I don't know, 120,000 people yesterday. So, um, you take them out, Jason. We get bigger, bigger than CNBC. <laughs> well, I wrote, an e I forwarded an email to the whole company just now. Someone wrote, "You guys should go all day, 24 7 I'm like, <laughs> I wrote, "Let's go, let's go." It was, it was. yeah, uh, version, yeah, me, Kevin. That's who said it. So it was really, it was just something exciting. Yeah, I mean, yesterday we had everyone on the show from uh, Dave Portnoy, uh, Stool Presidente, to Kevin O'Leary, Mister Wonderful. But I'm leaving out this one for a second. I'll get to it in a second. Uh, we had Voyager CEO uh, Steve Ehrlich, but then we had the Weeble CEO, and oh, the Weeble the Weeble CEO. We broke the news. If you go to our Twitter account, you could see where there's a twenty thousand retweets. We broke the news when Apex made it open for trading, and that meant Weeble was open. That meant public. It meant like four other brokerages. This wasn't Weeble's choice. It was not. They use a clearing firm called Apex. Now, Robinhood used to use Apex, but then three years where they built their own clearing firm inside their um, office. And so that was their choice, a, di a different sort of thing. Um, so that was totally um, a total different type of thing. So we both got it. We got that first. We were the first ones to put it out there. And it was cool us breaking the store story be, uh, you know, before CNBC, because listen, it's, it's, it's a new frontier. It's a new frontier, maybe in trading. I mean, it's different, but maybe, maybe in media too. Maybe we don't have to wait for Bloomberg and um, CNBC. Maybe we don't. I don't know. So that's that's my take. Now I'll tell you some stocks I bought. I mean, or that I own. And um, I, I, you know, just like Dennis said, he's adjusting his trading. So am I. You have to. You have to. You, you have to. I mean, uh, I mean, this kind of, you know, we had that we had Citron on, and and we had the Wall Street bets on in the community. And it was crazy. And then I was like, whoa, okay, I bought 100 shares of GME. And then that was a long time ago. So I own I, AMC. I, I own AMC. I, oh, I own it. I, and, okay. Okay. So tell us, tell us about your, do you have a strategy or are you just, are you, are you just here for the craziness? Do, do you, do you have an out? Strategy? I'm right. You're just here for the craziness. Well, I think those are like not mutually exclusive, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. You're, no, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, so I, um, and I said it like I'm just, you know, on the AMC thing, I was just like, you know, this is what it's this is what it's trade. It's, it's, it's a different market. So back in the day, Spencer. So I at one point almost joined third point Dan Loeb. I almost worked for Dan Loeb and I went to one of these dinners. It was a trade and idea dinner. We had a trade and idea dinner where there was there was like four different funds there. And you all get in a room and you go to this. You get a, sorry, you go to a restaurant in New York. And you go in a back room and every, and each fund gives their best idea. So you're, you're comparing ideas. Now, those ideas, I'm not denying it, are based on fundamentals, based on P.E. ratios, based on new growth strategies. So now this community goes online and says, 
we're going to come up with our own ideas. We're going to do it our way and it's going to be different. And that's what's happening. I'm not necessarily in those rooms all day. And I can't tell you guys if AMC is going to be at $20 today or if it's going to be at $8. I don't have an idea. I, I took a trade in it because, and I didn't take it early. I wasn't early. So I'm not like some guy celebrating, but um, you know, it's a different day and age. And I like, I'm not, I'm, I'm at first, you know, the first reaction to do it is to poo it and say, okay, th these are, they're all going to go bang. You know, this is all going to fail. And then the second reaction is like, and this is not the same. Don't give me the, don't like cut in on this is not the same, but Uber versus the taxi cab, the taxi cab. You know, and the, my mom, when I got into Uber the first time, she's like, Jason, do not go to Uber. They're going to, the guy's going to take you to his house and do something. He's going <laughs> to do something to you. And it would literally, not, not, not you, but yeah. I mean, no. Oh yeah. Not <laughs> literally. You're right. You're right. You're right. Good point. I'll take that. Okay. It literally took two or three years for her like to accept Uber. Okay. It literally took two or three years. And I don't know if this is that Dennis, Joel and Spencer, but there's something here. There's people like fed up and listen, I get it. I mean, we're, we see on TV, these guys in the show billions who have, you know, yeah. huge yeah. Is, is this the way to take them down or is the way for us to build something great that they can't profit off us? You know, Dennis um, talks about the elbows all the time. Okay. He does. He knows algo trade. He talks about it. And I'm sitting here like, ah, that, does that really work? Well, obviously it does Renaissance technology. And so, why is that any more valid as like a business than these guys ganging up as a team? Why is that? That's not investing. I mean, that's just like, okay, I'm going to take decimals on it. I, I mean, I don't do that. I don't know how to do that. So let these guys have it, have, have it their way. And, and that's my take. So I, I like that mission of like, we're going to find another way and try, try to change it up. I guess that's my thing. Now, the one thing I, I will say, the one thing I will say, the vitriol, the hate, the negativity, I don't like. I believe you treat people with kindness all the time, every time, no exceptions, no excuses. And so I don't like the vitriol. So, for example, if you don't go in AMC, if you don't go in GME, they call you names. They call me a boomer at first, but that's okay. That one's okay. But they do worse things. Like, you get, like Yeah, they call me a boomer. Yes, yes. And my I don't kids, mind boomer. Boomer? My boomer, kids boomer sounds okay. You're not a boomer. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. So, um, so then, you know, so the next thing is then they go attack your kids, attack this and say these yeah. things and, and use the word, uh, I'll spell the word. I don't want to say it. There's kept, they kept saying, um, R E T A R D. And, um, I, uh, I just, it's it just, I just, it, it's, it's just, that stuff isn't tolerated to me. So I do not agree with those things. Do I think it's okay to, you know, team up and whatever? Sure. Um, Someone just wrote in the chat that Whoa, I know hey, 9 a.m. cell research. Can I? Can I inter yeah, I have that for a second. Citron, Citron just announced that he's at, they're discontinuing short selling research after 20 years. He said they're no longer publishing reports. That's what I'm talking focus, about. They're going to focus on long, I'm going to quote him. We will focus on getting alongside multi bagger opportunities for individual investors. So I guess Citron is throwing in the towel on shorting. They realize they can make more money the other way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is a, this is what we this is what I'm saying at Art Firm. It's traders saying the same thing. I'm like, you know, and this is what you know a little bit. You know what, what I was talking about earlier, Jason. You probably didn't hear because you had to sleep at some time. Uh, uh, but I mean, I, I, it's not the little guy that's going to make the money here, though. The hedge funds have already adjusted. You just saw Citron adjust. You know, our firm is backing off on short selling. It's you know the the just 
Man, Citadel, you're not going to break Citadel here. You hurt the people, you give them a punch in the stomach, and they're, they'll pick themselves up, and they'll adjust their algorithms and adjust their strategies and move on. Like, you look at GameStop. This is not retail trading in here. This is algorithmic trading. I know algorithmic trading. I can see it. The algorithms are all over this already. They've already adjusted. They've already changed. So it's not retail kicking ass and taking names here anymore. Yeah, there's people who bought this thing off the hop that made some money. That was good. I like that. I like that. You know, yeah, we, you know, we, we took some money from the rich hedge funds and gave it to some of the GameStop. I like that too. But what's changed now is that the algorithms have now taken over this too. And it's not the little guy going in there and trading, you know, in milliseconds on GameStop. It's the algorithms. They've already adjusted their strategies. They've already adjusted. So you're not going to you're not going to hit them and keep, oh, I'm going to take this and squeeze this. You're not squeezing the algorithm anymore. They already know. They've already adjusted. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm getting a lot of feedback, uh, Dennis, on my spelling of that word. And they said it's just an anagram of the word trader. It's ironic. No offense, men. It's a term of endearment. I just, okay. That's, that's true. Oh, so we're do, all doing the letters and putting it together. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's, that's crazy. Okay. Um, well, so I, wait, let me spend, Spencer. So I just yeah. don't like that word. I don't like that word. I don't like that word either. So I just, cause I, you know, and you see kids, families, you, I, I don't like, I don't that, like that. And no matter what it is, that's just something I don't like. I'm sorry. Um, but that's just, it. that's just me. Um, but what, what's going on, Dennis, is something that I, it's, it is what it is, and it's uh, um, you know Citron quitting short selling. Dennis, I mean, it's something that is you know, and we know Citron for years. For years, and, and I almost worked for um, Bob Chapman. He's the first big short seller that was an activist short seller, and I went and met him in California and had the craziest day of my life with him. I'll tell it later when I okay, it was a job interview and it was the toughest whatever. Bob Chapman. And he was the, I mean, these guys can't shorts. I mean, it's a sign of the times. You see AMC now going to 1331. I hope that's not because of me, but it's just, you know, maybe there's this less short size, less. And by the way, as Dennis said, shorts play a role in the market. And so there is some negative, there is, you do want that research out of that hard research. I mean, what is David Einhorn going to do next? Is he next? Is David Einhorn next? Is Dan Everybody, Rick? we're all backing off on shorting. I, 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 like I was saying, you know, I said on the show last, I make hundreds of short sales a day. I made like five last night. I can't, you know, I I can't touch a small in the mid caps. I can't go short those stocks because there's a risk that I could get my head ripped off. I can short Apple, at least right now. I hope it doesn't come to that too. But I mean, I'm not trying to profit from, you know, the stocks necessarily going down and putting a short. I'm doing any, right. I'm taking the index arb and doing any efficiency trading. So I'm keeping the prices in line. You know, like you've got an index that's made up of 500 components. These 500 components are supposed to equal that. Mass. So when you get a little bit above, you short one and you buy the other, you know, and you're trying to keep that all in line. It's That's why the prices, the ETFs, are close to where they're, they're, they're the underlying holdings are. It's the shorts that keep that in line. If you eliminate shorting from that, then you can get all those breakages too. Imagine don't you know, tell, having don't an tell ETF. Me. Don't tell me that my ETF NAVs are going to get go crazy because well, that could happen. I, I yes, don't want to hear that. If you eliminate short selling from the market, that could happen. I don't want to hear that. I don't that hear could that. happen. So there's that. a lot of repercussions from just eliminating shorting out of the market that people aren't considering. You know, like Elon Musk is not considering these things. I know these things because I live these things. You know, Joel knows this. You know, you're a market maker on the floor. You know, there's a role. There's a role to play. And that role all of a sudden is reduced significantly. And I'm not saying, you know, but what I'm trying to say is it's the hedge funds 
aren't going to make less money because they're not shorting stocks. They're going to make more money. You think Citron's going to make less money because he's not doing short reports? He's going to go on these things, and now all of a sudden he's going to come out with some boom report, and they'll be like, oh, boom, Citron, and they're going to buy the thing that's going about yeah, he's done some buys before. He's going to make more money because of this. And just and just to relate this, I know I'm going back you know, in time and everything, but it was just like the same thing on the floor. There'd be a lot, you know, the market'd be going up, up, up. There'd be a lot, a lot of chatter, and someone would say, a thousand and even. And then everything would be quiet. And then everyone would look around. And then boom. It'd be the same thing. It's just it's just amplified here. It's just the exact I mean, we're not seeing anything new. We're just seeing and I said it before. We're just seeing faster I mean, though. The, yeah. yeah. Faster. And more part, I mean, at one point you could cram, you know, five, six hundred people in the S&P and Euro dollar pit. Now you're now you're millions of people are in yep. doing it. And yep. so everything's amplified. So it's I, uh, I, 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 I like I, it's like I think it's the one thing is I know you guys Dennis has to go trade. It's like I it's like I feel bad us turning us off because I think there's such a service that we do here that you're not going to get almost anywhere else except for a couple places on YouTube and you're not going to get it on Bloomberg Fox business. I see 3000 people here live right now and it's just such a service that you're going to get by being here and, and listen to this. And you know, we don't justify them closing the markets. We don't justify uh, that, you know, it's, it is what it is. It happened and hopefully they got their stuff together now. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, I, it's just like, you know, let's get this. Let's get us together. Let's talk about these things. People are asking if I'm selling anything. I mean, I, 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 I see now that AMC 1388. I, I don't know if you guys are looking at. Dennis taught me something really interesting last night. Um, can I, just to say it real quick, what you taught me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so he's using GME as his indicator for everything, and he's playing the spy off GME. He's yeah. playing. He's not just buying um, AMCs. He's buying Clorox. He's buying. Uh, maybe not HubSpot, but he's buying stocks like that. All these kind of companies that, and he has GME as his indicator. And Dennis makes 500 trades a day, okay, or 100 trades a day, whatever it is. And so he does a little differently than maybe we do. But he's using GME as his indicator, and he trades off that. I just, you know, I do a little differently, but he's doing a lot more trades. And so it's just interesting seeing it because there's a lot of ways to make money in the market, and he oh, knows yeah. how to do it. And and you know some of us talk about in Benzinga Pro we have in our chat I get my trades mostly in there but there's just a lot of different ways and I and honestly I know Spencer Israel wants to cut us off I just um, I want to throw one more thing in there too is that because I'm looking at like that correlation too Dennis and you know the one thing that you've done is you've been able to you know adapt and what what you're seeing today is a little bit different. Because, uh, you know, you still have GME, obviously, traded up almost 100%. Yeah. And you just had a 40-point rally in the spoof. Yeah, so, the S&P I mean, you got to be careful, you know, with these correlations. This is not, you know, you got to have Short a trade. Uh, you got to look at it. It could change on a dime. Yes. Yeah, don't don't get, and I think that's one thing that you've done, Dennis, is that you've been able to adapt, and you'll you'll feel it. I mean, and, you know, you can see it by watching the actual stocks and the actual trades, but especially in this market, I mean, there is nothing one hundred percent. There's something's always going to be changing. There's always going to be another dynamic, and that's yeah. that's why we're here. That's why we do the show. We try to give you guys. Yep. I mean, when we started this, Dennis. Can you believe this? It was just me and you talking to each other on Uvu. And then we didn't think anybody cared in the entire world 
Did you ever think that it would like you know we'd be sitting here talking about this and this chaos when we started this? This is unbelievable. I mean, everything's changed. So the markets are always changing and you do have to continue to adapt. And while you're making a good point is this short term relationship that's been discovered by me and's worked for the last three days might not work next week. This is a short term exactly. thing. GameStop isn't going to be on the top of our screens forever. Just right now. And at the point, you know, I was trying to make Jason, I think he was trying to reiterate it was just that's that GameStop that. is leading everything right now. That's not going to be that way probably even a week from now. But right now, you got to watch GameStop because GameStop starts ripping. It means a lot of other things, you know. And I, I was saying, I still think the biggest benefit from all of this is crypto. So, I mean, we're seeing a lot of money flow into crypto here overnight. I know Elon Musk gold had a tweet about too. Bitcoin. Yeah. I don't gold. know, like, gold and silver. And, and, so, and people are yeah, seeing the silver rallies being, you know, now driven here, you know, by, you know, retail. You know, I, I don't I don't know if that's the case. I'm. But you know, silver's on a breakout, so it's technical too, I, right? I'm, I'm long. I'm long. Full disclosure: I'm I'm long GLD and GDX. Been like I'm forever, long. and I'll probably take you to my grave with me. So not I'm selling. Long. Full disclosure: I'm long SL um, SLC. Yeah, why SLV? Why are there yeah. only four, yeah more likes? Hit the like button. I, 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 that's what I, that's what I'm about to say. I was I, I want to take care of a couple of housekeeping items first. So we have a. 25% like to viewer ratio. Uh, get that like. Uh, get those of me. Up. I will take the blame for all the dislikes today. There's a lot of people who don't want to hear anything negative like about okay, it. Can, can we get a so separate hurt. button for Dennis? Yeah. Because like, if I wasn't there, it would be like all Dennis, And then one for me. And then, you know, for Jason. Yeah. But nobody's got the guts to say stuff, too. I that's mean, true. Nobody has the guts. Yep, that's true. They're all worried about their following. You know, people are worried they got to go along with the masses because they're worried about their social following. I don't care. I'm saying what I think, what yeah. I see. Dennis, I'm giving you what I think. Dennis, even even Chris Camilla yesterday, he he told me he would never like let the team be, let let the users beat him down. He got beat down. He was wearing a Robin Hood T-shirt. They made him take it off. And he took it <laughs> off. He took it off. Because they threatened to unsubscribe from his channel. Yeah, right. it's because that matters oh. to him. I don't make my money from that, though. I make my money from my trading. So, you know, I know, you know, I, I love Benzinga. I want to grow Benzinga. And I want to do good things for Benzinga as well. But my bread and butter is my trading. Um, I just give my opinions on stuff. And people, some people like it, some people don't. So, I mean, you know, I, you're entitled to your opinion. And you want to, you know, believe what you want to believe. I'm just giving my educated opinion. I could be wrong on some of this stuff. Maybe I've got the We're wrong, wrong every day. We're wrong. Yeah, but maybe every I've got the wrong day. opinion. Maybe look. Maybe less liquidity is good. Somebody's trying to argue with me that less liquidity is good for the market, and they're sending me on Twitter and Twitter an article about how less liquidity would be good for the market. I think it'd be good for me as a trader. I don't think it's good for the institution that's trying to move price and move stock, move big money in and out. Less liquidity, but. That's what we have. Less shorts equals less liquidity, and that's you know a relationship that has been proven true for. It probably means you know, it probably forever. means more. It probably means more expensive index. And by the way, the, and by the way, on Chris, he changed, he took off his t-shirt. I, I I got it too when when I was on the show and I had the the Wall Street betters in there. I got the pure pressure and I succumbed to it and I then I investigated it and I said, oh, there's actually a move here. I mean, this is when GameStop was at forty six dollars. So I bought another hundred shares like that. So I ended up buying 200 shares at 40 or 50 bucks. Like that was what I did. Did I own all that? Do I still own all 200 shares? No. 
own some, but not all 200. Um, so that that's the story. So sometimes, you know, Dennis, sometimes sometimes some of this may be good. Like you just said, less liquidity. What's that going to mean? I, I, who knows? Right. Um, it, I don't it's, think it's good for the markets, but some people are think it is. So, I mean, nobody knows genius, anything. I'm going to go back to my thing. Nobody knows anything. That's so, and this is the environment that really nobody knows anything. Who would have thought GME, you know, would have been on three hundred and seventy-five dollars stock? So, this is the market where nobody knows. Dennis, anything. But the, Dennis, the cool thing is, is what you just said is, um, is that is the coolest thing you just said. No one knows anything. So, typically, the people who do know something are the big, um, you know, hedge funds. They get, they can talk to the Secretary of Treasury. Treasury, I promise, they can get a hold of anyone. Yeah. Now we have access to. In some respect, I just saw John Gannon put that um, Justin Kahn, who was Justin TV, Twitch, uh, whatever, um, that got a cease and desist from from Citadel. I'm just saying this is the rise of the warriors, the rise of people, the rise of this. And it's maybe it's not just the big hedge funds that have access to the secretary of Treasury. Maybe it's Benzinga that gets get, gets a voice because we're here for the people, by the people. Dennis is a trader. He's trading all day for him to come give us an hour of his time. He's probably foregoing an extra 20000 a month doing that. I mean, literally, because he can make these trades. But he's doing it because he wants to help people. He, he, Dennis doesn't need to live in some kingdom. And a lot of these hedge funds do. And Dennis doesn't need a kingdom. He, he doesn't need a plantation. He, he needs, needs a shark in his uh, shark tank. In his, he's a shark uh, tank. Exactly. I got shark tanks in the chat. I got sharks in the chat attacking me already. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I just have some housekeeping items. A few people have asked me uh, where to get this shirt. They said they like it. You can go to swag.benzinga.com. You can find this shirt there as, me, as well as many other. And they're going to uh, run out soon. They're going to run out shirts, soon. Shirts, mugs, <laughs> hoodies, hats, whatever, whatever. Uh, swag.benzinga.com. Uh, to learn more about Benzinga Pro, there's the, a link in the description of the video, so check that out as well. Uh, Jason, thanks a lot for your time. Um, I'm sure today will be equally crazy, uh, but we appreciate you taking some time out. You know, you, and spend, you, know you have 2,600 people here uh, just saying hi to you, so say hi. Say whatever you want. Guys, I'm Jason Rasnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Rasnick. I got to do my little promo. I'm in the chat room, Benzinga Pro, and that's it. Like that, uh, Spencer already said. And I don't know. Give us a like. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter. We're going to go 24-7, baby. One day. We love you. Jason, you got to get some rest, man. You can't You can't do that all day. He doesn't need day. I don't think Jason sleeps. <laughs> we all need rest. Jason doesn't need – Jason needs less need rest. Jason well. doesn't need sleep. I, don't think, I really don't think I'm he needs sleep. I'm working on a clone tech on you. And then you know what I got to do all day today? I didn't do any products or, like, content work. So we're working on the newbenzinga.com right now. So you guys can go there for tools. So if you're a developer, hit me up at jasonatbenzinga.com. I have money to spend with good developers and designers, okay? I just I'm a little impatient in life and that's my only thing. I'll say I'm a I'm a I'm a grumpy old man sometimes, okay? Sure it's don't take don't take my <laughs> sure don't tools. take my title away from me. You yeah, can't so be I'll the take, grumpy old man. Yeah, I'm Dennis, the grumpy old Dennis, man. Short, don't do that. Tools. So we love, we love we love you guys. Send the get the word out. We're here for you. We hear the people for the people. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's have fun. Make some money and be careful out there. It's a wild, wild west. Peace. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Rez. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. I'll put the link up no there. No Kathy Wood talk today either. Uh, no, no Kathy Wood. Although I just want to add one more thought before, before we go. Um, and uh, part of what is, is one more thought that could be a ten minute discussion. Interesting on this time. Show, no, but go ahead. It's, if you had asked me six months ago, who has the the what individuals are powerful enough to move markets to move stocks? Right, I would have told you uh, certain 
institutional investors, hedge fund guys, yeah. guys like Warren yeah. Buffett, Bill Ackman. I would have told you Jim Cramer. I would have told you analysts, sell side analysts who, who who give rating. That's pretty much that's 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 it. That those three groups are the only people who really have the power. And like Andrew left and the occasional short seller, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah. He's not a short seller he, anymore. Um, you know what I mean. Um. <laughs> Now, if you ask me who has the power to move markets today, it's anybody, anybody, yeah, anybody with stock today. and that's the difference, right? Is that yeah. the the group of people who had the 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 ability to move a stock went from a very small population to literally anybody with a social media account. So that's the difference. Um, it's, it's, I, I, I feel that sad. Like I don't like like I like that you know the fact that you know the little guy gets a voice and the little guy. But if yeah. you're going in and, and you know if your whole strategy is I'm going to buy a stock and then I'm going to try to get the show to talk about it or try to get somebody to talk about it so it'll go up. Yeah, I, I mean I don't like that. I, I hope I hope the market doesn't become that one big pump and dump. Well, um, I, I I hope there's regulation that comes in to bring some of this in. Uh, but you know I do like the fact that the little guy. You know, has more of a voice than they used to. That's the one good thing about social media. The little guy, I get. You know, we get some great trading ideas from the little guy. I mean, Mitch was the little guy. You know, Mitch is getting bigger here now, but you know, Mitch coming in. Sorry, I'm I'm going, but you know, he comes in with great analysis, great ideas. Chris Catchy over on Spac Attack. Yeah, I was talking to him yesterday, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm like, some of the Spacs are getting sold off. I was like, Chris, what do you like? Because I know Chris does his homework. He knows some good some good spacs. He knows way more about spacs than I do. I was like, I'm looking pre-deal. I'm like, what do you like over there, Chris? Um, because you know he does his homework, and I'm like, I'm looking at all these spacs that were getting hit yesterday. So or the day before, maybe it was the day before. I'm losing track of days here, but on you know, the it's big down day, it's when Friday. Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, today, but when the down, you know. Friday. So, anyways, you know, I love that. You know, there's a, a voices, you know, smart analysis out there. But I like the analysis. I don't just like the fact that people all oh, just buy any stock and then somebody will talk about it. I like yeah. people who are actually doing their homework. I still like fundamental analysis, and that's why I'm sad. That's why right. I'm sad that I see GME trading up at $370. I know you guys stopped the show, but you know that's why I'm sad is that I feel like fundamental analysis is dead. That's why I'm sad. All right. And uh, uh, Spencer, was, you said anybody yeah. – uh, I used to have a shirt back in my radical days that said anybody for president, right? Nah, man. Joel, Joel, back in your radical days? When yeah. was that? <laughs> anybody for president. Any, and now I'm in a new one. And don't steal this, anybody. Anybody can move the markets. That's okay. that's my new T-shirt. I know, but okay. I, I don't like that. Uh, anyways. Well, that's the way it's I know. That's the way it, way it is, is, though. Trade what you what see, not it's what like, you think, why Dennis. why was that SIEB moving? Who did it? Who did SIEB this morning? Because, you know, somebody uh, pumped it out there. Somebody know. with a big fall and pumped that stock. When it went from three to like twenty five, do we know who did it? Do we know Sorry, who? I, what was the account, or what was you know? Was it a Reddit really stock? Don't. Does anybody know in the chat? S I E B. I really don't. I really don't. I'm sorry. Uh, I I was also told uh, to make an announcement that we've got the cannabis hour coming up uh, next or now because we've gone over. So we, uh, on our YouTube, I, I'm putting the link to that uh, here in, in our chats for you to check that out. We're going to be talking to a company that is. In the process of trying to uplist uh, to the NASDAQ, so they're a, they're a psychedelic company. We'll talk about that. Um, catch a replay of our show on every major podcast platform. That includes Spotify, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. And for those of you listening via podcast, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Uh, again, hit that like button. We're up to, I think we're up to over 1,000 likes now. I, I kind of... Stop counting. Stop looking here. How about happy um, birthday uh, to our editor, Jason Shubnow? 
800 likes. Oh, I didn't know that. Happy birthday, Chubbs. There we go. All right. Uh, 920 now, 919. We're going to wrap it up here. So stay tuned to our channel throughout the day. I see a lot of stuff coming your way. We're in a fast market. Dennis is gone. We're gone. Everyone stay safe. Good luck. And uh, be smart in your trading.